0: Hello and welcome to Yasmina Uncut, a podcast all about taboo topics, love, marriage, children and everything in between. Hello and welcome back to Yasmina Uncut. It's been a little bit, I'm sorry I've been a bit absent, it's been... A bit hard finding time to film podcasting in between working and raising kids and whatnot. But speaking of raising kids, I'd love today's topic to be about my birth story. I noticed that I haven't really spoken about it in a very long time. Obviously, I gave birth like three years ago was the closest time I'd give birth. I can't even believe that. Not three years. It's been about two and a half years, but it feels like forever ago. Um... I knew nothing about birth. Like when I say nothing, I mean like the basics. I was a 21-year-old. I went to a birth class, signed my husband and I up into a birth class as soon as I found out I was pregnant. Let me start from the very beginning. So my husband and I, we had come back from our honeymoon. We spoke about having kids and, you know, my, my husband was so excited. He's like, please, like, let's have kids. And I said, oh, look you know, maybe by the end of the year, cause we had come back in January from our honeymoon. And I said, maybe at the end of the year, we'll try for kids. And he said, okay. Um, it came to about February and, um, I was on contraception this whole time and I went to the doctor cause I had a sore throat and I was down with the cold and he said, you know, here's some antibiotics um, for your sore throat. And he said, this does interact with the contraceptive pill. Knowing this, I went home. I was telling Billy about it. came Valentine's Day. And I had said, you know, look, we've got to be really careful because, um, you know, I'm on contraception. But the antibiotics does play a part in it. And he said, look, don't worry about it. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. We really want kids anyway. I said, okay, great. Literally, we did the deed. And when I was due for my period, just never got it. I just must have been ovulating when the time came. But this is, I was so young, I didn't even know what ovulating was. I didn't know there were windows when you could have sex safely and when you couldn't and all of this stuff. I knew nothing about it. Anyway, one day I went to work. I was working at the childcare because I was starting to be a kindergarten teacher. I went to work and I was so tired, literally so sleepy, felt so exhausted that I'd left work early, came home, something was just off. Anyway, didn't think much of it because obviously I was like, I completely forgot that we, you know, I still on contraception. I really didn't think it was possible. The next morning I was like, no, something's seriously wrong. So I woke up early, went to the pharmacy, got a pregnancy test, came back home, took the pregnancy test, found out I was pregnant, woke my husband up and I was like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. And we were so happy. We were over the moon. We really wanted a baby. So it worked out really well, but it was still a shock because we obviously weren't actively trying for the baby, but it was beautiful, you know, and then I it started to kick in the anxiety. I was like, I know nothing about nothing. Like I studied early childhood education, but I know about toddlers and about kids. I don't know about babies. Started to stress out so much and I was like, oh my goodness. So I signed us up to a birthing class just to kind of learn what's the process, you know, what is what happens? How do I know when I'm in labor? Like, what am I supposed to look out for? Later down the track, you know, I had a quite smooth pregnancy and we went to the birthing class and she was talking about dilation. And I was like, what the fuck is dilation? And then we're all these older parents there. They were all like, late 20s early 30s late 30s so no one was my age there and I felt really stupid to ask a question and my husband just kind of went because I dragged him and it was in the city he was after work he had to come so he was already pissed off that he had to be there but he went anyway to be a support and she started talking about like some balloon and how the baby comes out I thought your vagina literally stretches that big when you're dilating not when the baby's coming out I just thought all of a sudden you get this massive gap in your vagina and like it just starts exploding and I was like oh my god that's really gonna happen anyway we left we left and I was like okay shit like holy crap and I was like probably 27 weeks at this time and for those who don't understand with the whole weeks thing they measure things within weeks and I didn't even know that I was like why can't you guys just say months but it all matters every week matters apparently there are milestones You know, when we had our 20-week scan, I, like, went in and I was like, so what's this all about? And then she was like, you know, oh, we have to check everything. Five fingers, five toes, one heart, one brain. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so technical. Anyway, it was about 29 weeks and a day. Or, yeah, I was 29 weeks and one day. So I was, like, six days away from my due date. And I always wanted – I was hoping that I would give birth early. I was just in a rush to meet Nina. And I was like, oh, my God, like – I, if I go over I think I'm gonna have a heart attack like I'm someone who's very on time this baby better be on time or early got to 21 nine weeks went to sleep that night woke up the next morning was sitting on the edge of the bed and literally felt like a trickle like I had just peed myself a little I know too much information but what's Yasmina uncut without a bit too much information felt a trickle and I was like what is that like what the hell went to the toilet and I had a pad on at this stage because the midwife in my last appointment was like just keep a pad on all the time just so you know we know any fluids that come through or whatever and I was like okay so luckily I listened to that went to the toilet and it was clear and I was like oh my god I think my water's broken now to give some context I had thought my water had broke a week before and a week before that too we went it was false alarm Billy's like it's another false alarm and I was like look it's exciting. Like if it is amazing. And he was working with his dad at the time. So he told, told his dad all about it, took the day off. We went to the hospital that morning and she took forever to come back with this like swab sample. And what they do is they basically put like a massive Q-tip thing right up your vagina to touch the actual amniotic fluid sac, whatever it is. And then they pull it out. So they get a cannula, open up your vagina to put that q-tip in it was fucking weird and i was like oh my god i'm so scared she's like honey you're you're gonna give birth soon like this this is the least of your problems and that scared me even more went in and i was waiting for these results with billy and billy's just excited he's running around the room and i was like oh my god and we're like in the triage where they're just seeing patients like that aren't nothing's immediate nothing's crazy like you're not in a birthing suite you're not gonna give birth so i just had zero hopes anyway And she had taken time to come back and all I could hear was women in pain, women in labor. And I was like, oh, my God, that's going to be me. I'm going to be screaming. I'm so scared. And she came back and she's like, congratulations, your amniotic fluid. That was amniotic fluid, which means the sac, if the baby has broken a little bit and that fluid has come out, she goes, we usually give 24 hours. So you go home, you relax. If you don't get any contractions, then, you know, the next day, um, the very after the 24 hours you come in the next morning and we will induce you and I was like oh my god I'm gonna get induced started doing the whole google everything was negative everything was like it's more painful it's longer it's you know excruciating it's straight immediate pain there's no warm-up to it and I was like oh my god I'm gonna die I'm weak I can't even take a freaking blood test like a blood test makes me shake I was thinking the worst I'm like how am I gonna give birth I don't even know how to give birth like what if I don't know what I'm doing like Every single thought went into my head. Anyway... I left the hospital Billy had to go back to work and he's like look call me if there's anything because I had said to him look just go back to work I'm completely fine it doesn't even feel like anything's happened my mum took the day off so she stayed with me for the whole day and I was like mum I need to go get my nails done (laughs) listen to 21 year old me like priorities not like make sure everything's packed in your baby bag and the house is prepared and you're well rested no 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 mum I need to go get my nails done mum was like are you crazy and I was like yes I need to go get my nails done." she goes okay I'll come with you and I was like no mum it's fine like I'll just see you when I get back she goes no because if you you go into labor I just want to be there and especially now that we know your amniotic fluid has leaked like you could go into labor at any time so I was like oh so excited I felt like the center of attention I was like oh yeah mom come with me and we went to get our nails done. The ladies like you know sit down how far along are you I'm like oh I'm you know 29 weeks and two days I said but you know My water has leaked, so I could go into labor anytime. I'm actually getting induced tomorrow morning. I was so proud of it. The lady looked at me like she was going to vomit. She's like, are you fucking serious? What are you doing here? And she was just so scared. Like every time I moved in the chair, she was like, oh, are you going to give birth? And I was like, no, not that I know of. Is this what birth is like? And this small little Asian lady was telling me about her birth story and about how her big baby came out of her and how, you know, she still hasn't recovered and her vaginas never look the same and I was like, Is this really a story you wanna be telling a first time? I'm right now. Anyway, we had left i was so happy we went to th- we went home and i was just like kind of packing everything like redusting everything making sure everything was clean and mom was like just rest like it's fine i was like no we have to go to Cole's. so i gotta get some snacks in case i need them in labor and she's like you don't need any of that don't stress i'm here and she had told her work that that's it she's taking time off and you know because her daughter was giving birth so she wanted to be there for me and i was like okay sweet I rested. I chilled, waited for bill to come home. I was like bouncing on a bouncy ball, trying to bring on labor so I could go in naturally. We had like a chilly meal at the end of the day. Still nothing had happened. I was like, oh my God, nothing is happening. We had sex at the end of the day. It was so painful. I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, just let it go. I went to bed that night. So excited. It's like the day before, like for me, I'm Muslim. So it's like a day before Eid, which is like Christmas, equivalent to Christmas. It was like, oh my God, the next time I'm going to get this present and the present's going to be a baby and I had woken up at like 4am and I was like oh my god I'm feeling like cramps like period cramps literally mild like still able to do everything with and i was like oh my god it's starting like i'm getting contractions and i didn't make billy up because i was like these are probably gonna go started timing them they were like five ten minutes apart and then they kept like going up and down some were ten minutes somewhere five so i was like it's not urgent started straightening my hair i put on fucking fake tan like why would i need fake tan but i put it on anyway because 21 year old me was like you need to be tan and looking good for the photos that you get when you you know when you take photos with your newborn baby did all of that woke billy up at like 6 a.m i was like oh no this these are getting a little bit more intense my mom had come over by 6 a.m because i was getting induced by eight o'clock the next morning she came over made breakfast and my contractions were getting a little bit closer together and i was like feeling a bit of pain but i was still okay and i remember we had like the friends episode on where monica not monica um what is called rachel was giving birth i think it was rachel or phoebe I'm pretty sure it was Rachel and I was giving birth. No, not Rachel. Yeah, maybe it was. I know it was one of them. Point is, not the point. And I was just like, oh my God, that's going to be me. How exciting. We went into the birthing suite. We drove there. My mum was driving and I was like, this is the last time. Like we're going to drive there and we're going to come back with a baby. Like this is so surreal. And, you know, I was just looking out the window. Like this is the difference between me becoming mum and me just being me. Like this is this is such a surreal moment. And we got in they saw us straight away and they put us in like a waiting room. Now this waiting room had all couples waiting to be induced or waiting to go into a C-section, like to theater. And all these couples were there, but I was the only one having contractions. And I had like a hot water bottle bag thing. Like, you know, those, those bean bag things that go in the microwave. And my mum just kept heating it up in that room and like giving it back to me. And, you know, they were just getting me snacks and everything. And I was just sitting down waiting, waiting, waiting. We got there at like, 7 45 and I literally didn't get into the birthing suite until six o'clock that night like that e- that um evening and I was like oh my god like this is it was it was a long ass day and because I was the first one in that room to have contractions and was the closest to give birth I was the first one to get a room and when you're getting induced the way it works is you have a midwife beside you 24 7 when you're getting induced it's just so they can monitor how much you know, of the drip that you're getting in, they can see how much you're dilated because it's all like a controlled kind of atmosphere when you're getting induced. It's not like a natural thing. Anyway, I was shitting bricks. I was like, the more I waited there, the more I stressed. And people were staring at me every time I was having contractions. And I was like, oh, like, shit, these are really like intense, but I was still okay. I didn't feel like it was too much. And they put me into another room and this was just like a triage room kind of thing. And they just checked like my belly. They did like a light ultrasound, measured everything. They said, everything's looking good. You're, you know, you are in active labor. They said, oh, um, we're going to give you some panicking fork. And if this doesn't take away your contractions, it means that you're 100% in labor. I said, okay, sweet. Gave me the penalty before I took it two hours later, still in immense pain. They finally got me into the birthing suite. There must have been a lot of people giving birth that day because it was really hard to get a room. Finally, we got a room we set up and she's like, okay, we've checked your dilation. You're actually already three centimeters dilated. And I was like, oh my God, like three centimeters. I didn't even feel that. Does that mean I'm going to get to 10 and I'm not going to feel it? This is me in my head. I was like, okay, Cool sat down she goes before we actually put the drip in for the induction we're gonna get a doctor to come in and she's gonna actually break your waters and i started crying i was like a baby i was like no i don't want you i'm scared and she just started laughing she's like it's okay like you know it doesn't hurt at all and i was like i know i'm just scared and this beautiful doctor came in. She was so kind. And she just said, "Look, literally, it's just a, a light little hook. And I just tear the um, the bag that the baby's in and all the amniotic fluid comes out. So you're just going to feel a gush of water and that's it. And I said, okay, cool. She did the whole cannula thing again. And I was so scared of that again, laying there. And they had like these towels and these like sheets that were like waterproof kind of thing on the bed that absorbed water. Sorry. And I was like, okay, Cool this gush of water fell out here's me thinking my water already broke oh no it fucking didn't that was nothing literally gush. it felt like a two liter bottle of warm milk had just poured all over my legs and I just started crying and she goes I'm so sorry did I hurt you and I said no no it didn't hurt at all I'm just so scared and she said it's okay my stomach went from like super round to like tiny like so small, like it felt like I was barely pregnant, it looked like I was like three months pregnant, so it just goes to show how much water we retain when we're pregnant, anyway, she ripped the bag, and I was like, oh my god, okay, shit, shit's getting real, she put the cannula in my arm, so it's like where they put the drip in, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna start it really light, and it's like a, a hormone that makes, that like tells your body that, you know, you're ready to give birth kind of thing, and just gets everything started, the contraction started, she put it in about three minutes in. I started to get really intense contractions and I was like, oh my God, remember this is six o'clock. So this was about six fifteen, six thirty. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm so scared. Like, I'm feeling it. Started to feel a lot of pain. I just moved to my side and was just like curled up in a ball. And my mum was holding my hand and then she would switch with Billy. And I just remember always reinforcing the fact that I was always thirsty. So I just got them to give me like my water bottle, feed me. A little bit of water at a time and my mum just kept saying, you know, just drink water, drink water, help your breathing. And ladies like, um, about an hour in, she's like, Do you want um do you want the gas? And I said, What is the gas? Mum's like, try it. You know, I tried it when I gave birth and it helped a lot with the pain. I said, Okay. She gave me the gas. I like sucked, took one suck in and then puked everywhere, all over the bed, all over the floor. Just it just made me so nauseous. So I was like, Okay, clearly that's not it's not something I'm going to be doing. And I was feeling more and more pain And the midwife on call. She must have been new or something. She was super young. And she had said to me, oh, um, did you want to like move switch positions? Usually gravity helps. And I said, oh, no, I'm okay. I'm comfortable here. And this is in between contractions. So the best way I can describe contractions is like, like a period pain, very, very similar, just a little bit more intense. I didn't feel like it was the death of – death of me. I find a lot of people explain it like, oh my God, I'd rather die than have another contraction. I didn't find it like that. I found it. And again, this is obviously a personal experience, not what everyone experiences. And I have a really low pain threshold, like a needle taking out a blood test. I literally used to cram my eyes out and have to like work my way up to it. So this was really big that I had, you know, fell. And I was like, okay, it's okay, I'm going to combat it. And then I just started thinking during the contractions, I was like, I'm going to have to tackle this mentally. Like it's me fighting the contractions and me just trying to, you know, take my mind off it and just concentrate on each contraction as they came. So every time I got a contraction, I used to just think like, just make it through this one. It's getting you one step closer to meeting your baby. So that's what I did. I literally just concentrated on that. It was like a dark room. I was like, sweet, I've got this. As the labor progressed and we got further in, this was about like two and a half hours in, I started to really feel like, oh my God, I was really close to giving birth. I felt like my body was just randomly pushing out. It's almost like when you're taking a poo, but like the poo's coming out on its own. So your body's doing those contractions to take out the poo, but it was happening on its own. So I was just like, oh, this is, you know, super strange. I was like, this is really weird anyway. I told the midwife and I told my mum as well. I said, look, I really feel like I'm going to give birth. And she said, oh, no, honey, you know, I don't think you're ready yet. And I said, um, how long does it usually take between now and when you give birth, like when you get the induction? And she said, usually 12 to 24 hours, especially with a first-time mum. It's the first time her body's done it. I said, okay. And I felt a bit deflated. She said, my shift's over in a few hours. I finish at 9 o'clock, 9.30. And I'll probably see you tomorrow morning and, you know, we'll continue. I said, oh, my God, I'm going to be feeling this pain for this long. Anyway. When it came to the two and a half hour mark, I just started to go really blue in the face. Like every contraction, I just felt like my face was like, you could see that I was struggling really bad. And my mum got really worried and she just took one look at me and looked at the nurse and she's like the midwife and she was like, you need to go get a doctor to check around, and see how many centimeters dilated she is. And then she goes, oh, she's scheduled in at six hours post, I think it was four or six hours post, um, you know, when I got the, what is it called? Uh um the induction so I was like okay sweet kept going couldn't even talk at this point I was just going through contractions curled up in a ball silently and then it got to a point where I was grunting like I was just like oh oh, like someone was punching me in the stomach my mom got really frustrated at the midwife and she was like go call a doctor now to check my daughter out I know what giving birth looks like you need to go call a doctor and a doctor had come in about 10 minutes later checked me out and she was like you're ready to give birth, and I was like, what do you mean, and she goes, yep, you're 10 centimeters dilated, sweetie, you can give birth, and she, like, put on gloves, she, like, spread out my legs, my legs were so weak, like, couldn't even move them, and was, like, standing there, like, she was ready to catch a fucking football or something, and I did, like, one push, and she was, like, you know, push a little harder, went to do the second push, and all of a sudden, she had clicked something on a wall, and all these doctors and midwives had come into the room, They had noticed that all of a sudden Nina's heart rate had dropped super low and was it was becoming dangerous. And I was like, oh my god, what the fuck's going on? I'm standing there, the lights have now gone on. All I see is a bunch of like a whole team of people in my room. And I'm looking at, you know, the doctor in front of me, which was the one who ripped my um my little like my waters. She broke my waters. And I'm looking at her like super worried, couldn't talk because contractions were so constant. And I just looked at her and I was like, what's going on? And she just looked at me and she was like, oh. You know, Nina's, like your daughter's heart rate is going really low. So you need to listen really carefully. And she moved to the side and a man like just stood there and he was speaking to me. But I couldn't, like I couldn't comprehend exactly what he, what he was saying. Cause I was like so out of it. Like even though it had only been three hours since I had gotten the induction, I just felt like I'd gone through 48 hours worth of labor. And I just looked at him and he's like, you know, you need to listen carefully. Your daughter's heart rate is going really low. I'm going to, we're going to have to intervene. We're going to get the vacuum and we're going to pull her out. So as you push, I'm going to pull and we're going to get her out. She's going to be fine. And I'm looking at him and I'm like trying to comprehend him. And then I'm looking at the midwife and I'm trying to, you know, process what the fuck he's saying. My mum literally is looking in shock. My husband's looking in shock, both in each side of me. So one's holding one hand, one's holding the other. And he goes, okay, next contraction, tell me, and we're going to push. And I look at the midwife, and God bless her, I gave her this look like, I don't know when I'm getting contractions because I'm constantly in pain. It's become one big blur. I'm just feeling numb at this point. And I'm looking at her, and she figured it out, and she goes, and she looks at the doctor, and she goes, I don't think she can feel the contractions anymore. She's in a lot of pain. I'm just going to feel her stomach, and when her stomach contracts, I'm going to tell you so you can pull, which was so amazing of her. Like, till this day, I wish I knew who she was so I could thank her for that. Because being a young mum, like being a young person, being anyone who's just fucking giving birth, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? What the hell's a vacuum got to do with me giving birth? Like I had no idea about all these different ways that you could give birth and interventions. Like I learned nothing about that, even though I did a birthing class. And, you know, it was within one push. Her head was out and he's like, oh my God, her head is out. Who wants to see? And Billy was like, yeah, me, like a fucking dickhead. And I looked at him. In so much pain. Remember, just her head is out of my vagina, and I'm looking at him like, "Is this bloke serious?" And the doctor looked at me and goes, "Do you want to have a look?" And I said, "No, fuck no, get her out." And Billy like had these tears coming down his eyes, like he'd just seen his mother die or something. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that joke, he'd just seen his his favorite pub burn down. It's like literally it was that look, and he was just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening," and he had um. You know, he had pulled her out by the next contraction, and she was here. And they put her on my chest, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like she's actually here. I can't believe it. And I was just crying, and I couldn't. It was like all this pain had just disappeared. It was almost like a dream, you know, when you feel you're in like this nightmare, and all of a sudden it just ends when you wake up. That's how it felt with labor. Like I had been in all this pain, and then she was on my chest, and I no longer felt it. And then came the second part of labor. They're like, "Okay, we're gonna pull out the um." the placenta and I was like what the actual fuck you're gonna what and he's like yeah we're just gonna you know put a quick needle on your thigh and then boom we're gonna they're gonna pull out the baby the placenta and I was like, okay. They pulled it out and I had needed stitches because they had obviously tore like they cut what is it called? An episiotomy or something like that. They cut a small amount just so they can fit their actual um vacuum in their arms to actually stick it onto the baby's head, then pull the baby out when you have a contraction. And that was insane that feeling, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> um so because I had they had cut me, I was already in a lot of pain so I didn't feel the um placenta come out I was like yeah whatever what's next and I was holding the baby and they were trying to distract me with the baby as they were sewing me up to kind of do the stitches so that way I didn't feel it and they had numbed it and everything but I had still felt everything and I was just in pain like I literally kicked the doctor by accident just out of like a reflex and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry and she's like it's okay just concentrate on your baby just concentrate on your baby and I was like I'm fucking concentrating you're literally sewing my vagina up it hurts and she's like I'm so sorry and before she started sewing up my vagina which is so much information i'm so sorry if you don't want to listen to this but she was putting towels in to take out the blood the internal blood so they literally stuck a towel in stuck it out stuck a towel in stuck it out obviously new towels and that was how they were able to measure units of blood that you left that you lost so each towel that come out that was full of blood that was one unit of blood i'm assuming that's how it works i'm no doctor i'm not a nurse i'm not a midwife but that's how they explained it to me and they got to like the last one and then they started counting all the units because they thought I'd lost too much blood and then they were like no you're okay but you just really need a rest like you're gonna probably feel really lightheaded. you're gonna have to take um some sugar right now because you know you've lost a lot of blood I was like okay that's okay they sewed me up all was good and about like 20 minutes later, my mum had left. She's, you know, had been there since 6 a.m. at my house to like 9 p.m. that night. My dad had picked her up. He met Nina, hugged her for a little bit, and then they left that night. And then about an hour later, my in-laws came and, you know, there was no COVID back then. So the way it worked, like you were able to have visitors at any time and I was at the birthing suite still. And I just remember so vividly, like my in-laws walked through the door with my sister-in-laws, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law seven, mind you, was seven at the time. And my sister-in-laws were young teenagers then. And I was just sitting on the bed, and you know, my sister-in-law was like, "You look so out of it." I'm like, "I am. I can't believe I gave birth." And my father-in-law was so supportive. He was like, "Oh, she's so beautiful. You've done so good. You know, you should be so proud." Oh my God, I'm so in love with her. And then my mother-in-law was like a real mum. You know, she just looked at me in the face and she, you know, saw the baby for a little bit, but she came straight to me and said, "You know, what do you need? Are you okay?" And I said, "Look." I need to take a shower. I know you're a woman and you know what it's like post birth. And I would really, you know, I need help because I've obviously just got stitches. And she said, of course anything. And before this, I was just getting like my toiletries ready and my clothes that I wanted to wear. Cause I was just in a hospital gown and, one of my sisters was like, I really need to go to the toilet. And she went to open the door in the toilet that, you know, I had like just um, given birth like next to. So there was still blood around because obviously walking around, I had to go to the toilet during labor and like all this stuff. And so she was like, oh, my God. And she just like ran out. And then my mother-in-law was like, I told you you're not supposed to go to the toilet here. And she took me in, my mother-in-law, and she was so amazing. Like I remember sitting on a chair and like the water was just coming down and I was just like, just felt really like I was in like Airy fairyland, I was just like out of it, and she just said, "You know where's your body wash and I looked at her and I just started crying like I didn't realize post-birth your hormones are still all over the place and I couldn't control my cry like I was ugly crying and remember like your in-laws don't see all of this of you they only see the really pretty side the nice side like they don't see the ugly stuff that only you're probably you're, you'd feel comfortable to be around your mum. and I was just like naked vulnerable and she's telling me where the body wash is and she looked at me and she goes oh no 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 she goes it's okay we're just gonna use the hand wash over here I do it all the time don't stress like when would you ever do it but she, you know she just tried to make me feel better and she like was watching me and blood just kept pouring down which is a lot of information I'm sorry this whole thing has been a lot of information but I was just like oh my god like this is this is a lot this is overwhelming for me to see listen to have someone else that's not my mum look at it like even Billy I would have felt embarrassed and Billy was like knocking on the door and he's like do you need me I'm like no go out he's like okay all good and um she like, washed me and then like put on my um, underwear with like the pad on it. And she was so amazing. She was just brushing my hands. She goes, You know, you've done such a good job. You just rest up. Like, if you need anything, and God bless her. Like, it's t- times like those that you really remember. And I was just like crying because I just wanted my mom. And she's like, It's okay. Like, I'm like your mom. If you need anything, you just tell me. And I was like, Oh, it's okay. She goes, and At this point, it was like 11 o'clock at night. And she's like, Do you need me to go get you some food? Like, I'm sure you're really hungry, which I was. I was starving, but I was more tired than I was hungry for those who know me, like my sleep is over everything. I, I will starve for the rest of my life, but sleep is something that's really important. And I was like, no, it's okay. And then, um, the nurse had just come in and she just said, look, we're going to switch you to your room now. So visitors actually have to go home because now it's a private room with, um, like it's a shared room. So in that room, you can't have visitors unless it's visiting hours. She goes, but you know, Billy can stay until you, you're, you're settled. Dude. And I was like, okay, and Billy was just shocked because he couldn't stay the night. And we obviously went public. We didn't go private. So it was something that we missed out on. But it, I I'm i kind of glad with the way it worked out because that night was so all over the place. I was so exhausted. I feel like I'd be thinking about him if I was, you know, if I was the one that was, um, what is it called? The one that was, you know, if he was there with me. And we went to the other room, and we just settled in, and he just sat down, and he just started crying, and he just looked at me like, I can't believe you've just given birth. Like, you did this on your own. Like, I can't believe it. I'm so proud of you. And that look of love, like, it was a look of no other. I've never seen him look at me that way. I've never seen him appreciate me that way. I reckon if I said, like, kiss my pinky toe, he would have kissed it, because that's how much, like, that's how deep in he was. And, you know, he didn't even go to hold Nina, he was just like wanting to take care of me for that moment. And it made me feel really special because I find that when you give birth, like a lot of the attention is on the baby and people do tend to forget the mum. So I was lucky to have people in my life that really did take care of me, which was awesome. But we got there. They moved me, he left, and I was starving like I kid you not. I was so fucking hungry. And the midwife had come in and she goes, Look, I can get you some like Wee-Bix. And I was like, Yes, please give me some wee bix She gave me like two wee Wee-Bix. I sniffed it up. I didn't even think I was breathing. I was just swallowing. And you know, I laid down and Nina started crying, and I was like, Oh my god, like I've got a baby now, like I've got to get up, what do I do? And the nurse had come in and she's like, Look, um, you know put her on the boob, like just let her suck there. Like their stomachs are really small. They don't need a lot. The The sucking is just going to help bring in your milk. So when she does need it, it's going to be there. And I said, okay, started breastfeeding, put her on the boob. And I was like, what? This is so weird. I feel like I'm being milked like a cow. And I just couldn't stop staring at her. Like I was just so in love with this baby that was now mine that I was able to take home. And, you know, I was just in shock that at that moment that I was now a mum. you know? And I just looked at this baby and I was like, okay, it's me and you, kiddo. It's me and fucking you. <laughs> Went to sleep that night and, you know, the midwives were super helpful through the night. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how often babies feed. But I did get quite a bit of rest because the midwives did take care of the baby when I needed. And, like, they were just helping me. And, I you know, you're on, like, this adrenaline high when you first give birth. So, like, sleep is just a concept. It's not... It's not something that you do a lot of and you don't feel it. it's literally like you're on speed and you just you're just so wrapped up in this bubble and you're just staring at this baby and you're just so happy to wake up like you wake up and you're over the moon like you're like, "Yes, wake me, please like because you're so into it and the next morning, I had woken up at like nine o'clock, I think it was when Nina had woken up and I had been up all night with the baby and I was really exhausted, but I was so happy it didn't matter, it didn't mean anything and I called Billy this is where the funny part, <laughs> I called him, didn't answer, I called him again, didn't answer, I was hungry, they'd give me some Wee-Bix again, because that's all I requested, I didn't want anything else I had, they'd give me like a piece of toast with butter, I like that, I ate it, but I was waiting for him, because he said he was going to get me like my Big M coffee, and my croissants, and some Lebanese pizza, and that's what I was looking forward to, and I was looking forward to always also seeing him, and letting him know how the, you know, the night went, and just I was in this bubble, Kept calling him and he didn't answer. And then I called my mom and she's just like, oh, I'm just making you some food for lunch. Like, I'm just going to bring you a bunch of home cooked meals and some fruit salad and all that. And I was like, I'm eternally grateful to you. Like a mother who's just given birth, the best thing you can do is bring her food. And I was just like on my phone and like, had posted a photo that Nina was now here and all these people were just congratulating me and I was like, wow, this is so real. Like she's here. I can't believe it. And like, it was just so nice to feel so loved by so many. And, you know, so many people tell me they're proud of me, like my grandfather who – you know is one of the most single-handedly the most one of the most important people in my life and telling me how you know how much he loves me and how proud he is and how much he can't wait to meet Nina and how he's sure that I'll make a beautiful mum. and it just it felt really special Billy had finally got up at ten thirty, and he had called me and he's like oh my god I'm so sorry I literally got home at midnight went to sleep I was so exhausted and you know must have just knocked down, not heard my alarm. He's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, No, it's okay. It's completely fine. Like, when are you going to get here? And he's like, I'm coming right now. I'm just going to go to Colts to get you a few things. And I was like, Okay. And he got there like an hour later and I was like, what the fuck is taking so long? Why are you taking so long? And they said he about midday now and he came in with this massive, massive bouquet of flowers. Like it looked like it was, he was asking for someone's hand in marriage or something. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, you know, just like bawled his eyes out and was like, I'm just so eternally grateful for you. And I was like, you know, thank you so much. You really didn't have to do any of this. Like, no, I do. And he sat down and he was, we were just holding Nina and looking at her like, how the fuck did anyone allow us to be parents? Like we are babies ourselves. We are literally 21 years old. How are we parents? And you know, my mum had come and she'd given me everything and she was holding Nina and I was just eating my food. Like, that's it. Like I'd given birth, that's it. And my stomach was all jiggly and I had like this belly. I looked really like I was early on pregnancy and I didn't know that. I didn't know that post-birth, you don't just go back to the way you used to look. I know it sounds so stupid, but, you know, three years ago, almost four years ago now, it wasn't like it is now. Like a lot of people now online share their postpartum bodies. They talk about it. It's not such a taboo topic. You know, people show photos of it online, and I think it's so empowering, and it also allows women to not... Not like to know what to expect, you know, not to expect something that's stupid and unrealistic, like getting your six pack back as soon as you give birth. And I was just looking in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, okay, cool. Like I just put on a top. I was like, no worries. And I had socks on, like white socks on. And they were the ones that I wore in labor. And I kid you not, they had blood on them. And I was like, I'm never... Ever, ever wearing white socks (laughs) again? Like this is how addicted I am to socks. I was wearing socks while I was giving birth. That's that's me for you. And I was just like, okay, sweet. Like this is now what I look like, and I'm now mum. Like this is this is how it is. And you know, we went home that very next day that I had given birth, and it was amazing. Was we went home that night? My mum had prepared everything should come. Home with us and just helped me with everything. And the next morning, she came and stayed with us. And the first night, I remember just feeling like really like the adrenaline had started to wear off, and I just felt like really exhausted. And every time Nina woke, because she was really hungry, and I didn't have any milk like in my breast, so I was like stressing out about it. And it got to about 4 a.m., and I remember buying a tin of formula just in case she needed it because it was I was prepared for everything. And I just had given her a bottle of formula and because they had given her one at the hospital too when I was sleeping because I'd given permission to because I was just so exhausted and she knocked out and I was like wow why didn't I think of this earlier like I didn't even care and then slowly kept breastfeeding the journey was amazing I think one thing that I always get asked about on Instagram and on social media especially was what would you do differently I think um One of the stuff, looking back now at my birthing story, I think what I would have done differently is, A, I would have, like, educated myself a little bit more. So different ways that you can give birth, different interventions, medical interventions. I wish I knew about the vacuum. Like, all I knew was, like, vaginal birth and, like, C-section. That's all I knew. I knew that you could either have a C-section or you can have it vaginally. There's two ways to have a baby. But I didn't know there was ways that they could actually, you know, help you give birth. And... It's something that I wish I was a bit more educated on because I feel like I would have been a little bit more mentally prepared. I don't regret not knowing a lot about labor. I think, you know, it helped the process because I didn't know what to expect. I was a lot more calmer because I was like, okay, I don't know what's coming. So it was kind of easy. I'm glad I didn't research too much into every single step of the way because it was nice to go in blind, especially now having had given birth twice already. Like the second time was very different to the first and I'll do a whole different podcast on that because I don't want to ramble on. But yeah, I wish I knew that. And I wish I also knew not to pack too much. Like I didn't have to pack like 20 different pairs of clothes for me and the baby. I was only I was only there for a night. So I had like a full suitcase thing with me for like a night's sleep. I wish I'd packed a bit more food for myself like croissants that were like from just like coles or whatever especially if you are having an induction I do recommend packing just snacks that probably won't go off for a while because if you do give birth late at night the kitchen isn't open so you are unable to get like a lot of food so that was something I wish I knew and I wish I knew to let go of the expectation like of what I was going to look like I wish that that didn't bother me as much as I thought it would but It was something that was a bit of a shock to me and I wish I looked more into it and I wish, you know, I kind of knew that that's what my body would look like post-birth because it would just give me a bit of an understanding. And, you know, now looking back, like I look probably better than I looked before birth, like before I had a baby. I wish, you know, I knew that things would go back to normal, that you'd be okay. This is the new you and you you will learn to love it, you know. I wish I knew that. Another thing that I really wish I knew is not to accept visitors straight away. Take some time to just enjoy you two. Have your immediate family come. Like I had my in-laws and my mum and dad come and my brother and my sister. But that that lasted about two days and then everyone started coming and I just started saying yes to like aunties and uncles and, you know, extended family. And I was just really excited for them to meet Nina but I didn't realize how exhausted I would be I remember we had some visitors at one stage and my mom was over all the time so she was cooking and cleaning and like attending to the visitors so I just had to sit with my baby but I felt super stressed with all these people in my face and you know the way I looked and you know I didn't feel 100% so I wish I just said no because there was an incident at one time where not an incident but a situation where you know we had guests and I literally went upstairs with holding Nina and I just started crying I was like, I don't want people in my house. Like, I just feel overwhelmed. Like, I just don't feel me. And my husband was like, it's okay. And he thought it was like postpartum depression. And he thought that postpartum depression means that you, you don't love your baby. And he was like, and you know, it happens. You know, it is a chemical imbalance in the brain. You know, your body's just experienced something huge. But that wasn't what I was going through. I was just having a bit of the baby blues, I guess. I don't know. And he's like, you know, Nina loves you. She loves you so much. And I was like, babe, I know that. And he's like, you know, don't be sad. And I was like, I'm not sad. Like, I love her. I'm just sad because all these people are in my home. Like, I just want to sleep. I just want to rest. So I wish I waited a good two weeks before I started accepting visitors. And I wish I draw a line, you know, when people could come over and when they couldn't. I think I just accepted so many people. There were people that would come late at night, very inconsiderate, extended family who would come at like 8 o'clock at night and stay for such a long time. And I wish I just drew a line and was like, no, you actually can only come during the day. And... I wish I didn't put down so much food, so it was was so welcoming, like I wish I just kind of was like, hey, you know, come see the baby, that's it, like you're not here to stay for a three-course meal kind of thing, but birth, birth is amazing, you know, I think I had such a positive experience, you know, through and through, through the whole thing, whether it be pregnancy, whether it be birth, it was such an empowering moment you know, when I gave birth to my daughter, you know, I know it's so cliche and so many people say it, but it truly did rebirth me. You know, I was born as a mother. I was born into a whole new person and my center of my world was now my daughter. And so, you know, it taught me so much and even till now she's still teaching me every single day, every single day that little girl teaches me and I'm so grateful for her and Noah as well. And, you know, I wish there were just a little bit more positive stories out there because birth is so incredible. And I know so many people go through ups and downs with birth and some people have horrible experiences. It does happen. It is a crazy time. But, you know, don't be scared of it. It is beautiful. um, And it's worth it. It's most definitely worth it. yeah i hope you enjoyed that little story of my birth um i'm planning to do a part two with noah's birth because it was very very different to nina's like similar in some ways but very different in a lot of ways um but yeah i hope you enjoyed it let me know what you think thank you for listening to yasmina uncut if you like this episode you can review like or subscribe to my channel chat to you soon (music) Thank <music> you.